Listeners, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about horror movies. Um, some old, some new, some awful, some good. We skipped an awful one, according to Will, and we're going to do a good one instead. <laughs> Ta-da! Um, I'll give you a brief rundown on that. Mm. Oh, please. First, let's say thank you to the Moon Race for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. And uh, if you want to say hi to them, say hi to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. If you want to buy the music, buy it digitally on uh, Amazon or iTunes. Um, we're not professional critics. We will spoil the featured attraction. We'll try not to spoil Recently Watched, which, um, well, let's go Recently Watched with you, because I know you got a good one that we <laughs> almost did, but you threw yourself on that grenade for us. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was so awesome, I decided to just keep it to myself. <laughs> You're hogging it. <laughs> Will is hogging another wolf cop. Another wolf cop. Um, last year we watched Wolf Cop. Did you? Were you? No, I feel I like you that missed that yeah. one. Um, I was trying to think of if it was just Richard and I that watched yeah, Wolf Cop. It was. And I liked Wolf Cop. Another Wolf Cop makes you think, did I really like Wolf Cop? <laughs> Yeah. Was something wrong with me? Should I go back and rewatch that? Um, I didn't. I didn't go back and rewatch it. But that's how bad another wolf cop is. Mm. Um, what went wrong? What went wrong is they had enough ideas for wolf cop. <laughs> okay. And then wolf cop blew up. It was a. It was a pretty big hit for no money. They. I mean. Yeah. I don't know how much they spent on that, but it was pretty cheap. This one looks cheaper, uses virtually the same jokes and a lot of it, um, and just suffers from sequelitis. Mm-hmm. You know, every joke you've seen written maybe a little bit different, but some of them are just outright steals from the first one. <sighs> and the longer it went on, the sadder you got, <laughs> and I eventually fell asleep. Mm. I miss the ending. So, so he didn't get up and do the ironing, Jolien. Like, no, <laughs> no. What movie was that that happened to? The uh, Strangers. Yeah, I usually stick on something that's not gonna, you know, occupy too much attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I the, think the, I only missed the uh, Strangers sequel. Yeah. yeah. I think I only missed about ten minutes because it was, uh, from what I've read, looks sounds like that was the end of the movie. They were in a hockey game that's supposed to be sold out, but they can only get about 30 extras. Mm, just a lot um, of tight shots. Yeah. Move the extras around. Just just not not a good a good thing. I did not watch a lot of good films this week. I should have watched Stalker, but I put it off, and I chose poorly on some 
instead of watches. Uh, I watched something called The Mansion, hmm. um, which is a French, I thought, horror movie, but it turned out to be a French scary movie. You hmm. know, the scary movie hmm. parody French line. Mm. Yeah, that, but French. Oh, goodness. Not good. Don't watch it. Um, okay. <laughs> what else did I watch? Another Wolf Cop was just now, so bad. I, I, kind, I kind of pictured, uh, you remember The Rock at the end of it when uh, Nicolas Cage is out there with the flares, drops to his knees, waving his arms wildly, like oh, yeah. trying to get the helicopters to fly away or the jets or whatever it was. And I kind of feel like that's what you were doing. You were just trying to signal us, <laughs> no, don't land on another Wolf Cop. No, don't <laughs> land on another Wolf Cop. So I, I sent you the trailer for uh, Mandy, the new Nicolas yes. Cage. Yeah. Yes. I'm oh, for that. Yeah. I want to see that. I watched the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. It looks amazing. I'll be there. Yes, we have to go. <laughs> when it opens, um, it's getting a preview in a lot of cities right now, okay. but I didn't see a list yet of of cities. But it was it was a huge number. Mm. So uh, I think they've pushed it forward. So okay. we might be able to see it soon. Wow, Nick Cage, welcome back. Can't wait. Uh, Eugenia was like, "That looks awful." I'm crushed. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> awful. What was awful about it? I. It has Nicolas Cage in it, America's yeah. greatest actor. Therefore, it's awfulsome. It's gonna be awfulsome. I want. Yeah. I hope the C shows it. Oh God, yeah. How are they not gonna do that? Uh, Jolien, what about you? Uh, well, I. Was uh sticking with the theme i saw freshwater from 2014 which didn't come out till 2016 mm. hmm. which doesn't usually bode well for the quality of and a it, movie it, just everything about it like the packaging just looks like generic cg you know monster mm. uh, crap but it had uh zobel in it oh, okay and i really like her so i checked yeah. it out and we watched it last night and uh when the cg Gator shows up. Uh, Emily was just like rocking and holding her head in her hands. It just gave her a migraine. Was, oh my god, that that good. <laughs> and and Zoe Bell is just wasted on. She's always good, but yeah, it's just uh, we sat through it waiting for uh, her to do the uh, ass kicking and do some yeah. kind of stunt, but not so much. No. Anyway, um, uh, from 2016, The Night of the Virgin. The Night of the Virgin. Roberto uh-huh. San Sebastian. So what what the title promises, does it deliver? What, uh, some guy sitting there listening to the Smiths and yeah. Yeah. being yeah. really sad. Yeah. No. Night of the Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some dude watching a Doctor Who marathon. Yeah. <laughs> With a pile of comic books next to him. Yep. Um, no, so this is, uh, this is set around the New Year's of uh, 2016. Uh, we've got a guy named Nico, uh, who's uh, played by Javier Bedella. Bedella? Uh, hmm. He was in The Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got this really awesome face. I could have watched him for hours and hours. Um, but he, so uh, he's, he's Nico, and he's, he's at this uh, party, and everyone else is having a pretty good time, and he's, uh, he's looking to pop his cherry, and he gets picked up by Medea. Hmm. And uh, she takes him back to her uh, very scuzzy apartment. And uh, she's played by Miriam Martin. 
and uh, uh, he's yeah you think you know where she's gonna go mm-hmm. <laughs> but all of this weird stuff I'm, I'm not gonna spoil oh, starts happening yeah. uh, there's this, there's another character who shows up named Aranya uh, played by uh, Victor Amelibia. Uh you hardly see him for most of the movies just his voice on the other side of the door and um, he wants in uh, there's other characters uh, the, the character names in the credits are uh Bebe Melino, Chica Vomito, Sodomita Passivo, Sodomita Activo. Hmm. Um, All of which I'm sure are very on the nose for what their characters are up to. <laughs> but this gets uh, this gets pretty extreme and gross and uh, <laughs> weird. And uh, there is vomiting in this thing, right? There is vomiting from the character Vomito. A different recipe to what they use up north. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of major vomiting bits, but that is not the most gross thing that happens in this movie. <laughs> Where did you see this? This is just out on disc. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I recommend it if you want to see something really weird. All right. Uh, kind of funny and dark and uh, with a really cool cast. And That's it's really good. nicely directed, and it's mostly a chamber piece. It's in one. Yeah. Like, one apartment um but <laughs> that was something else um and then my japanese movie of the week was uh, the living skeleton mm. uh kiketsu dokorosen from 1968 directed by hiroshi matsuno um so this is this stars uh kiko matsuoka uh in a couple of roles uh she turns up as one of the armor in um you only live twice Mm. Uh, but this has got this like eerie glo- gloomy atmosphere uh, something's killing off a gang and uh, you're not sure who or what it is um, and one of the answers one of the least tragic answers to the question could be ghosts mm. from the ship but uh, there's lots of sin c- Catholicism, grief, guilt, madness necrophilia, bats on strings wow uh, yeah. Um, was that all under the heading of Catholicism? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, yeah. So this is this came out in the the uh, Shochiku set that Criterion put out a few years ago. The lot of bats on strings, the Catholic uh, Church. Yeah. <laughs> Almost exclusively. Yeah. Yes. They've not been in the news at all this week. No. Um, so, yeah, so. So a priest, a pedophile, and an alcoholic walk into a bar, and that's just the first guy. <laughs> Oh. Uh, shouldn't laugh. Anyway, <clears throat> nope. That's what nope. I saw. Shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, was that it? Yep. Uh, well, you got a book going on here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there's been a couple of uh, collections of <clears throat> comics based on Lovecraft stories. Came out this year. So there was one by uh, Esteban Morato. Uh, and then uh, they've been putting out uh, the uh, translations of uh, manga by Go Tanabe. Um, so uh, the one I read was H.P. Lovecraft's The Hound, uh, which also includes uh, The Temple um, and uh, The Nameless City. And The Nameless City was also in the Moroto book. But the uh, Gotenabe is, is really heavily um, photo-referenced, and the artwork is really dark and um, uh, you know, builds up a good atmosphere. 
So uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. So I'll be looking for more. Of he, he's done quite a few Lovecraft adaptations. Mm. So I'll be looking for more of that. Anyway, awesome. Well, my list is not an incredibly long list, but um, something really good on it, something not so good on it, and something kind of mainstream on it. Um, so I watched Halloween 5. Mm. Uh, what, what's that one called? The Curse of Michael Myers? No, that, is that 4? That's the 6th one, I think. Oh, what is 5 called? The Return? Let's see, 4 was the Return of... Mm. That's when uh, Michael Myers comes back. Yeah. The fifth one... Daniel Harris is in this one as well. Yeah, and they, they but, start introducing the various mythologies. Yeah, the the stupid runic uh, tattoo and some stranger with silver-tipped boots and all this crap. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, uh, Halloween 5, The Crappening, I think is what it's called. So I watched that, um, and to uh, sort of have a uh, palate cleanser... A couple nights later, I watched Halloween, the original one on mm. Blu-ray, and that was so nice to just have that, you know, the most recent Halloween memory in my head. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this October, seeing the new one, and yes. just seeing what are they going to do. Um, seeing what Izzy thinks of, uh, Ziggy thinks of the... Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Ziggy borrowed your, your copy right. of the DVD, so she could see what Dean Kundi is actually up to. Um so there's that, uh, those two movies, and then um, Deadpool 2, which mm. is, of course, just nonstop breaking the fourth wall, nonstop cute jokes, nonstop winking at the camera, and you know that's what it's going to do before it ever starts. So you're not surprised when it's doing that, because you've seen the first movie. Uh, that being said, it was fun, and it, it's what I expected except for... Uh, it actually had a pretty consistent uh, run of jokes going on that uh, that were funny enough to keep you interested. And mm -hmm. the action was really well choreographed. And obviously, you know, CG stuff is going to happen right and left. But it, none of it is really challenging you to suspend your disbelief that much more than anything else. And, and uh, it was fun. I would recommend it. Uh, this coming from someone who doesn't care for stuff like that typically. So um, that and some uh, some true crime TV stuff that I won't bother going into. Uh, that is it for my recently watched. And of course, Only Lovers Left Alive. Uh, this week's film. This week's film. And this is a 2013 Jim Jarmusch film. Uh, he's always been a favorite director of mine. And yes. So here, here you goes seen this movie. You anything by him you haven't liked? Um, yeah, I feel like I did. I'm trying to remember which one it was that I didn't care for as much How as about the other you, stuff. Um, the first student film that he did wasn't great, but it was all right. <laughs> well, sure. Um, <laughs> well, get out of here. Or maybe it wasn't a yeah, student I mean, film, but it looked like a student film. Uh, what was the one? Called? I mean, I've I've not seen everything he's made, but no. I was trying to think last night if there's been anything he's put out that I've disliked. Uh, I, I felt Dead Man outstayed its welcome. Was, oh, okay. I, I, maybe it was top heavy because I was so delighted by Robert Mitchum turning up at the start. Ah, uh, yeah. You you weren't thrilled when you saw Iggy Pop in a dress because <laughs> that carried me through the rest of the film once that happened. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's Iggy Pop. 
and he's in a dress, and it's unexplained. Right. <laughs> Bless Iggy. He, mm-hmm. he has a show on the BBC Radio 6 music. Oh, does he? Every Friday night. Oh, okay. And he's also in uh, the posters of him in Only Love Is Left Alive. Yep, there's a poster of him up and there. He's, he's just done an album with uh, Underworld, which is really good. Huh. Iggy's still doing it. Yeah. Got to be 70 this year, I think. And he's been, least. he looks like a fit 70 year old since <laughs> since yeah, he was 25 50 years ago <laughs> 10 years ago yeah um so this one uh had been sort of lurking in the in my peripheral vision and i watched maybe 20 30 minutes of it and thought wow this is going to require uh, you know being fully awake mm-hmm. you know undivided attention and then of course a year and a half two years go by and it's like, oh, well, we're going to watch it for the show. Finally, I should watch this thing. Yeah. So I was really happy to be sitting down and watch this. Uh, how about you guys? What, what was your first viewing like? Uh, first viewing was last night. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, this was one, like, I had never started it, but uh, we looked at it a couple of years ago. We thought about watching it and uh, never got around to it. Now... When we looked at this earlier this week, before you mentioned it, when we were still going to watch another Wolf Cop, mm-hmm. uh, I swear this movie was free mm. on Amazon. I'm going to proffer a little conspiracy here. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I also believe another Wolf Cop was free when I first looked at it. When I went back to watch it later on Prime... It was now rental. Now, how has you, this happened to you? I feel like it has now, and I don't know if this is perception or if this is reality, but it does seem like if you search for that thing once, you're yeah. going to turn around and it will have been turned into a rental on you. Yeah. Do they tailor a, that to the individual? I wonder. I, I wonder because we looked at at uh, only lovers left live, and it was free. This was on Tuesday. Had the little ribbon across the corner. Yeah. Well, no, we went to the the actual, we like selected it. Oh, okay. And I was ready to watch it. And it was like, watch now was the only option. Um, but then Eugenia was like, oh, it's, it's over two hours. I don't, I don't want to watch that. I've, I want to read tonight. So we watched something else. I did the same sort of thing with Wolf Cop. But when you go back to it now, surprise, surprise, it's a rental. Hmm. So just just throwing that out there. I gotta wonder. But uh, yeah, you know, because I remember at one point this was a couple of years ago. This was a it was a rental only. It was right. the only way to get it. It wasn't on Netflix, and I don't know if at the time we had Prime or not. But I know for sure Tuesday it was a freebie. Hmm. So this is something that uh, that I wonder: Would it be illegal to just change things based on you having searched for them? Just change them into rentals? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why they couldn't do that. Right. So, but anyway, <clears throat> uh, I'm worried about having watched this film. What are we going to talk about? Well, because I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah, but. It just took you on a, on a on a nice long moody walk through the lives of of these vampires and a few a few acquaintances and or yeah. associates. It didn't. Uh, this is not a complaint, by the way. 
it didn't have uh, it didn't have major plot points that that uh, did things. I shouldn't say that because they go to Tangiers. <laughs> I mean, there's not like nothing happens. Well, that's, that's, that's basically the plot of Jim Jarmusch films. They go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they're at this one place. Yeah. And then they go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or somebody is somewhere else, then they come to this other place, yeah. and then they yeah. both go somewhere Everyone's else. Everyone's pretty kind of tired and yeah. and hip, and, and it's, it's dark, and yeah. then they go somewhere yeah. else and do the same thing. Yeah. It's but brilliant. I, I'm not saying that... You know, I'm saying it as a fan. Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we all dig what he does, and sometimes he does some hilarious things. Oh yeah. And in this film, the only the only jokes were kind of dark. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I think granted, it's a vampire movie, but <laughs> it's a vampire film. Yeah, but look at like Ghost Dog, for example. Mm-hmm. There's entire conversations between uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. And the ice cream man. Yeah. That they don't speak each other's languages. Yet, th- there's something that synchronizes a couple times in the conversation where they're actually uh, almost like it's they're understanding each yeah. other, but they just happen to be saying... But that movie is quite startling because it, it, it grafts it onto an actual like thriller plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, things happen. They do. Things do happen in Ghost Dog. Yeah. Whereas nothing happens in... Only lovers left alive. And only lovers left alive. <laughs> and then you look at uh, you look at Night on Earth, mm-hmm. and what is it? Five stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, five stories that take place on Earth at night on the same night. I, I assume. Yeah. And I think um, so. at the same moment in in time. Yeah, it just ends on sunrise in Reykjavik. Yeah, and and so you look at uh, uh, Helsinki. Helsinki. Yeah. Um, so you look at that movie, and it's like there are some interesting and sometimes dark uh points in the conversations that people are having but it's pretty much just conversations and not a lot of action the one in rome with roberto benini there is some action that takes place (laughs) i don't want to spoil that one but uh he has to move somebody from his cab at some point (laughs) and that is pretty interesting and funny but roberto benini is fucking crazy in that movie and it's beautiful yeah it's a lot of americans saw him for the first time in that right yeah i think so so what are we going to talk about in this movie like there are lots of uh, on uh apart from the dark humor there's there's jokes uh about um because they've been alive so long and they're they're artists they're they have they've influenced various people over the years yeah 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 you look at you look at uh the instruments and the um, what uh, the Wikipedia page refers to as the Wall of Fame, <laughs> and uh, I, I could read off the musicians that you see, um, because of course uh, Adam mentions that he doesn't have any heroes, and but then he has a whole wall of people. Wall of people, but was he an influencer on them, and therefore they're his proteges and not his heroes? I guess. I mean, uh, and they include. As far as musicians, Henry Purcell, Johann Sebastian Bach, Franz Schubert, Gustav Mahler, Charlie Patton, Billy Holiday, Hank Williams, Bo Diddley, Thelonious Monk, John Coltrane, Patti Smith, and Chrissy Hind. And among them, the um, Jarmusch associates, Tom Waits, who was in uh, three of his movies, um, Iggy Pop, 
who was in two of his movies, Joe Strummer, who was in one of them, Mystery Train, and Riza, who was in Ghost Dog and Coffee and Cigarettes, and yeah. Neil Young, who was in Dead Man. Uh, so that's just the wall of fame that pertains to, uh, uh, that second part pertains to the movies of Jim Jarmusch. Uh, writers include William Blake, who is mentioned in Dead Man, uh, Christopher Marlowe, Lord Byron, Percy Bysshe Shelley, Mary Wollstonecraft, John Keats, Jane Austen, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Emily Dickinson, Charles Baudelaire, uh, Oscar Wilde, Franz Kafka, Mark Twain, Samuel Beckett, and William S. Burroughs. And then, of course, some others include Isaac Newton, Nikola Tesla, uh, Bunuel, Rodney Dangerfield, Buster Keaton, Rumi, Sitting Bull, Geronimo, Harpo Marx, Jean-Michel Basquiat, and Marcel Duchamp. But it wasn't really Christopher Marlowe, because we saw Christopher Marlowe in this film, who yeah. looks like John Hurt. Right. <laughs> and apparently the um, the childhood home there of Jack a... White was actually his childhood home. Now, is, is there a bit where Christopher Marlowe looks at Ralph and he says, I wish I'd met you before I wrote Hamlet? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, it. yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I saw this when it came out, and I've not seen it in a yeah, while. Yeah, he says that uh, he tells... Uh, uh, Eve that like oh I wish I'd met Adam before I wrote Hamlet he would mm. have been a perfect model mm. right. um, it was kind of funny with the uh, the Shakespeare stuff in this as I watched a comedy this week with uh, David Mitchell and it called Upstart Crow which is a comedy on the BBC too about William Shakespeare juggling his life in London and Stratford on Avon and and it's just, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, I mean, you don't really have to know anything about Shakespeare, but they had some pretty good lines. And then I turned around and watched this and there's more like, oh, more Shakespeare jokes. Right. Because, <laughs> oh, somebody had posted on Facebook, uh, uh, David Mitchell dressed as Shakespeare complaining that, you know. Of course his jokes weren't funny. They're 400 years old, you know. Do you think the memes you're making today are going to be clever in the 25th century? That's a good point. And he has an actress who, or a, I guess she's a housekeeper, but she wants to be an actress in the show. And she's like, oh, you've got to let me play Juliet. And he's like, don't you, don't you realize that it's illegal for women to do anything interesting? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love it. So, uh, the musical instruments in this movie. Um, I don't know that much about guitars. Oh, yeah. But you a... could tell these oh, things are they like... they were good guitars. They were holy yes. grail guitars, weren't they? Every one of them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I assume this. Um, and I do have, of course, that printed out as well. I'll find that. Yeah, he had some nice guitars. Yeah, the, the first one that they really kind of uh, talk about that they show is the white 1959 Supro um, that uh, he names after William Laws, which I don't, I don't understand the, the joke there. Um, a silver blue 1966 Hagstrom. Yes, the William Laws thing. Was that he? Was he talking about himself or? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't catch that reference if, it's, if it is to anything. Right. But I kind of took that conversation as he was referring to himself. Okay. That he was William Laws 
and he wrote some funeral music. Well, I mean, he couldn't say that, but he was like, oh, he was just some dude who wrote some funeral music. Yeah. And later in the movie, he com- comments to Eve that, oh, I'm writing funeral music again. Oh, and okay. so I took it to be that he, at one time, was known as William Laws. Okay. That Adam is now, he named, they took that name for whatever reason. Uh, Jarmusch claims he didn't take, he didn't mean that to be biblical, but. Right, but yet. Uh, maybe they were nicknames for themselves or each other. Um, I do I do have the note here that Adam asserts that, that 17th century musician William Laws was known for his funeral music, perhaps confusing him with Henry Purcell. Laws wrote no funeral music. Purcell famously did. Okay. So maybe that clears that up. But maybe that was him influencing that musician, or maybe he was that musician in in the past. Oh, okay. It could have been, yeah. Yeah. We have an early 60s silver tone in black, a red Gretsch 6120 Chet Atkins, uh, which Adam says he once watched Eddie Cochran play one. And then the 1905 Gibson, which does not make it through the movie, spoiler, um, because of the uh, the train wreck of a little sister that shows up. <laughs> Ava. Ava, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, not not much was going to survive that that uh, hur- yeah, was, hurricane when it touched down. Was she really a little sister? I mean, well, yeah. Were she they... says she's related by blood, but was that a vampire joke? That could have been a vampire joke. Like, did did she turn her? I mean, they look a lot alike, but yeah. again, I don't know. Yeah, did she turn, or you know, they have some related sireship or whatever? Yeah. I didn't get the Chet Atkins one because he was like a cornet player, wasn't he? A trumpet player? No, he's uh, Chet, Chet Atkins. As far as I know, was a guitar player. Was he? Yeah, okay, I think he was. Yeah, um, because he and Les Paul would um, play together as Chester and Lester. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the only reference I can think of. I'm, yeah, I'm not uh, whole an expert on that. Eddie Cochran joke was that Eddie Cochran died in I don't know '62 or something. Oh, <laughs> so Adam couldn't have watched him play. That's why he says, "Oh, I watched him." It was on YouTube. Play on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And clearly his character wouldn't be watching anything on YouTube because he's really not interested in newer technology at all. Yeah. Well, he, I don't know. He was fairly, uh, well, he get he gets their Skype to go through his old TV. Yeah. He's got Skype through his old TV. <laughs> yeah. He has that dynamo set up. That was me scratching there. No, I'm, I'm watching. I think it's a black widow. Oh, is it crawling on you? Uh, no, it's right there. It's totally a black widow. This happened when Stephen Graham Jones was on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to do anything to it. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're territorial. As long as I don't invade its space, it'll be fine. Yeah, we didn't do anything to the last one, and it survived. It'll only go for you if you're a true believing Christian. <laughs> oh, okay. Or was that a troll? I don't know. Uh, t- <laughs> I think it's a troll. <laughs> um, so this the production of this movie um, was... Uh, it was difficult at first. They couldn't get any money for this thing because a, a lot of times uh, people who cough up money for movies are just like, oh, what's it going to be? A vampire movie? No thanks. You know, that kind of attitude. But people don't understand necessarily who a filmmaker like Jarmusch is and how how little money they stand to make off of him. Because, you know, this thing is going to make 
thousands of dollars once Upwards it hits the box. Of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how it did at the box office. It did fairly well, I think. But it did. Uh, it did eventually get to the point where um, Jarmusch was like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this is going to happen." And uh, in uh, 2011, uh, he was. He had. Uh, Tilda Swinton, Michael Fassbender, Mia Wasa, oh, how am I going to say her name? Mia Wasakowska and John Hurt. They were all signed on. Of course, Michael Fassbender got replaced or wasn't available, whatever the case was. And um, so we ended up with Tom Hiddleston. Playing Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah. In Rob Zombies. In Rob <laughs> Zombies, Jim Jarmusch's. And the late, great Anton Yelchin, of course. Um, his character, Ian, was one of my favorite parts yeah, of the film. Yeah, I didn't realize it was him till, <clears throat> till it was over. Well, the point, the point of that little yarn was that um, Jarmusch eventually got $7 million from the German NRW Film Stiftung, <laughs> whatever that is. It sounds like some sort of a, <clears throat> a um, competition fund kind of thing. Yeah, it's so a grant, seven, I think. Yeah, some a grant. Sort. Seven million bucks. Thank you, Germany, for believing in us. Uh, believing in him like we yeah, can't Yeah, that's unfortunate that he has to I mean, work so hard to scrounge up money to... I mean, when you think like Bill Gates likes Jarmusch films and would be like, what do you need? You know? Wouldn't, if you were uh, well-moneyed like that, wouldn't you just be like, I'm going to have my people get a hold of so-and-so and see if they need any money. Because I've got billions of dollars and nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know, I, I think I would handle some of that if I were the billionaire. Um, so uh, John Hurt doing a great job. Tilda Swinton, great job. I mean, everybody who was in this, uh, pretty much uh, the people in the club, they didn't have much they had to do. But aside from that, everyone did a nice job, I thought. Um, what did you think of the Ian character? Did you think... He was the one leaking the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Because he kind of liked being the guy who could get things. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you... I thought that that was pretty obvious from the scene in the club. When the guy, when he brought in those unlabeled... The records? EPs, yeah. yeah. They were, uh, or LPs, they were, they were Adam's music, it's, obviously. It seemed like it to me. Yeah. They don't tell you, but... They don't tell you, but yeah. You yeah. are left to assume. And I assume that that was Adam's doing, you know. Because Ava says, oh yeah, your stuff's all over Hollywood. I've been hearing it. Yeah. Your new stuff or whatever. So did you did you pick that up from that scene, Jillian? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're in the club just enjoying some live music. And you could tell that Adam and Eve are both really uncomfortable being out in public. I realized that I was thinking of Chet Baker. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you that's go. That's right. Yes, that makes a lot, a lot more sense. Uh, um, yeah. So there's, there's definitely something going on with Ian. Like he's, he's, he's to be trusted until he's not, and then he's, the worst leak. Yes. <laughs> well, I think he was supposed to do that though. That's why he was working for Adam. Adam was using him to leak his music out. Oh, yeah, they they like to be, go uncredited and just have yeah. an influence and things like going. On. Okay, all right. yeah, because he acted like he didn't want it out there at all. But no, it was all an act. He he was you know, I don't think he wanted those rock and roll kids to show up at his house. Mm -mm. 
but he definitely wanted Ian to be leaking his music out, even though he was going to play the tragic romantic and yeah and bitch about it. But that's that's <laughs> who Adam was, as you know, he you get that kind of it was kind of a, a subversion of the typical vampire mopey vampire mm-hmm. because he's a vampire he's so sad but in this you took it as like adam that's it that's his personality before he was a vampire yeah he's just a sad kind of romantic right and that eve is there to you know tell him quit being so selfish right self-centered yeah, she's a little bit somber, but not like him. She's a little bit somber because, I don't know, she's a little more realistic about the world, but, yeah, you know, he takes it very personally with the zombies and their yeah. mindlessness. Her life in Tangiers makes me think of Peter Murphy living in Turkey. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, William Burroughs because he lived in Tangiers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, that's a great reference then, because yeah with yeah. the whole i made a joke that you know oh they call it china red when they were drinking blood and and the camera follows them as they do that slow sink into the floor yeah from train spotting kind of thing right i thought i thought i was getting that same yeah. visual reference from train spotting so. because they did yeah yeah they did they did do I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking of because another one, too. blood makes you high, I guess, in this. Yeah, pure vampire. the yeah. good stuff does. The, the pure, good the, stuff, the yes. The pure blood. In a way. Yeah, yeah, they can eat, have it in ice lolly form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. That was good. They're refreshing. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's stiflingly hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I wondered, you know, if you were like Ian or Belial or whatever, if you were some vampire's assistant. Mm-hmm. Would you get herpes or something so they wouldn't drink your blood? Because it, like, yeah. oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a good point, right? <laughs> I got mono. So, uh. so tell me what you think of the um, since they're they're so trying to avoid any so-called contaminated blood. Uh, what was Adam's reason for wanting the wooden bullet? Uh, so he had the. So he knew he had the option of suicide, or do you think he was planning his own demise? He was in that kind of mood, wasn't he? He was in that kind of mood. I kind of felt that maybe this was a conversation they had had before. You know, that this is, again, Adam's sort of self-destructive, woe-is-me behavior. This Mm -hmm. was his... His romantic, you know, personality there. That he, uh, I felt that they'd probably had this conversation before that, you know, not a bullet in the past, but perhaps there was a steak or a conversation about uh, going out to lay in the sun or something. Now, it's never expressed clearly, but does Ian know that Adam is a vampire? No, no, I don't think... I don't think he knows I at all. I don't think Ian knew at all. Yeah, that's what I picked up anyway. I thought Ian was possibly uh, controlled in some way. Like, yeah, maybe once he's... In compelled s- in some way. Right. Yeah, if nothing else, he's just influenced by the the strong 
uh, personality. Uh, well, not not I shouldn't say strong personality. People use that to mean something different. Uh, but the the charismatic uh, influence of the vampire of Adam, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the closer he is to him, the more uh, powerful that is. I don't know. But uh, otherwise, is he under his spell? Well, if nothing else, he's under the spell of big stacks of money that he keeps getting from him. Yeah. He's got to be living a pretty good life because he's on the hunt for rare guitars all the time. He loves music, so that means he can get the seconds, which are probably also awesome, rare, and expensive. So anything he wants, he can get. And Adam's had a, you know many lifetimes to accumulate tons of wealth. So there's probably no end to how much money he's got. Yeah. Now, that was a point I wanted to ask you guys about. Can you imagine, like, the unseen world around us? How many things that weirdos have buried in the walls or the or in the ground of their old houses uh, out of fear of somebody stealing from them? Can you imagine, like, even sometimes when a house gets bulldozed, there might be jars of silver coins, uh, you know, going mm. into the dumpster... I'm reading a this big history of London at the moment, and uh, you know, especially in the first you know, few hundred years, you know, the Vikings would come in, and all the Saxons would come in. So all the rich people just stash their gold, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. bury it, and then run away, yeah, because they could. And uh, so, like, uh, and then you know, some something would happen to them, maybe, and yeah. So, like, a long time later, they'd be digging up their old houses and they'd find sacks of gold so weird oh my god why hasn't that happened to me yeah yeah it's always been my dream in life to find a bag of money <laughs> yeah i found a lot of marbles and a lot of uh bricks mm. but never any gold yeah <laughs> some old booze yeah i did mm. find some old booze in an attic <laughs> yeah that was fun it doesn't age in the bottle it ages in a barrel. Yeah. People need, just need to know that. And if it's bad booze, it doesn't get better. No. <laughs> it just stays bad. Mm. It might even get worse. Um. Yeah, especially with the heat of an attic. I can't yeah. imagine anything good happens to it. No. Yeah, but I, I've thought about that. Like, um, like in, in the world around us, what we can't see, there's got to be a lot of amazing things. You know, whether they're rusty in the ground or stashed in an attic somewhere. And you just never know. Like, can you imagine, like, whatever is the holy grail of guitars? That could be in a box under a bed in an attic bedroom of some house that's not going to even... It won't get found. It'll get bulldozed one day because people won't look for it. Some hoarder's house full of... Old guitars. Dead cats and stacks of newspapers. Dead cats and old guitars. (laughs) And stacks of newspapers. Ooh, those old newspapers are gone for a pretty penny now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no value in old newspapers. There's no value in old news. No, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I I can't believe this character is actually suicidal. And and I think he only wants these Holy Grail guitars because they're hard to find and it gives his mind something interesting to think about. And that's really what... uh, that's what I gathered from it. Um, I kept waiting for the moment in this movie where the flight was going to get um, diverted or delayed. Yeah, I was pretty uh, anxious about that. Yeah, yeah I kind of thought, oh, shit, because when they were like, well, we can't go through London, we'll go to Madrid. 
And I thought, uh oh, something bad's going to happen mm-hmm. in Madrid. Yeah, they're going to be like, they're well, going to run into someone they don't want to run into. Or this is your pilot speaking. We're going to be diverting the flight. Uh, yeah, you're stuck in the tarmac for fire. Yeah. Oh man, you got to keep everybody's windows shut. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You would. You'd think there'd be some sort of a cloak you could put over yourself if you were a vampire. I'm putting my hoodie up. Yeah, like a hoodie that zips all the way shut. Yeah. Mm. So have all these hoodies with zippers that go to the very top. There you go. Yeah. See? As long as daylight doesn't hit you, you're safe, right? Uh, I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I don't don't know know quite how it works in this one. Yeah, we need it spelled out for us, don't we? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, So the younger sister, this little disaster that, uh, that touches their lives for part of the movie... I kept thinking she's going to get them discovered. You know, there's going to be something awful she does. And instead she just, <laughs> you drank Ian, I think is, is right. how they put it. Yeah. And Ian's just dead. Yeah. Yep. Which is just terrible because he was such a cool character. I really enjoyed yeah. him. But uh, I guess he won't be in Only Lovers Part 2. Nope. <laughs> Rob Zombie's Only Lovers Left Alive 2. Um yeah, I enjoyed that, uh, that she came in and made such a mess of everything. Like, all the breaking guitars and stuff and smashing up equipment didn't didn't wake them up. So they must have no, been sleeping pretty well. they sleep heavy, I guess. Yeah. And with the, the 1912 Gibson or whatever it was, what was it? 1905 Gibson. 05? Okay, yeah. That was pretty funny that that was just smashed to bits. Like, that would happen. Yep. Um... Oh, and and of course, uh, she she wants them to, earlier before the that whole bit where she drinks Ian. It was her idea to go out. Yeah. And this means everybody in the club saw them with Ian. Tons of people there know Ian. So they better get rid of his body. And I was kind of uh, suspending my disbelief about, okay, they're not getting pulled over in Detroit in the middle of the night. That's fine. Then they get to a factory where there's a acid pit that's just open you know yeah there's no there's no caution fence around it and they just toss the body in there and it's gone so that was kind of weird like oh okay it's an old factory i can believe that acid pit i don't know (laughs) i think that was the same parking lot they filmed uh in uh what was that film it follows oh yeah that makes sense where he takes her and ties her to a chair. Yeah. And then when she first sees it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. not the clown. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it. The other it. The, the it that follows. It. Not Clara Bow either. <laughs> so space wizards, I can I can believe. Vampires, I can believe. Open acid pit, no. No. In a, no. In a parking garage in Detroit? <laughs> well. No. It no, is. You're right. It's Detroit. No. Yeah. Which would be a good city for vampires, I think. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I think that's the whole reason he's they put him there, because it's like this it's this dead area around him. It's just completely dark. And, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like the end of the world. It does. Now, humans being referred to as zombies. Yes. <laughs> I kind of liked that. Um, at first, I was, I was thinking, he doesn't literally mean zombies. Right. Like, no, he doesn't, but he, he does feel like everybody's just sort of stumbling through life and they don't have the uh, understanding of art and music and 
the appreciation for every all the finer yeah. things. Yeah. Vampires are a bunch of poshos. I think we've uh, established that. Yeah. They've had all, all these centuries to accumulate but wealth. However, you're inclined if you're a, if you're living that long, mm-hmm. then you become you know more about whatever you're into than anyone else. I guess that's so true. You're, you're bound to be as you know a you snob. be a snob because like snobs don't really know that more than other people. They just pretend they do. Right. Like the, in the true definition of the term, but yeah, and they're, they're bound to look down on just about everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they purport to have a deeper understanding of things, I believe is, is what snobs do. Um, I didn't know much about Jarmusch as a musician, but he's got this band called squirrel. Squirrel. S Q U R L. Yeah. Umlauts over the U squirrel. Um, they were primarily responsible for the film score. And uh, it opens with uh, a version of Wanda Jackson's 1961 Funnel of Love. Which, which the cramps also did. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I love the cramps. I love them so much. It's like, we need we need more cramps in our lives. Um, they did some Charlie Feathers covers too, didn't they? Uh, they play part of a Charlie Feathers song in this. Oh, okay, Later. yeah, yeah. That that was uh, can't hardly stand it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of awesome. Uh, we got a whole bunch of interesting stuff here, um, and then the last of which was that Yasmin Hamden, yeah, who, who's the musician who I think they end up drinking her and her friend. She does. She does the performance. Yeah, and she does the performance. Is that she's her? Is that the, her? That's not her outside not, later. She's not oh, okay. No, no okay. she's the singer. That's I should have been... just some Moroccan couple. Uh, okay, I thought it was maybe her after the show hanging out with. Yeah, her they, they see her and they he's he's she says that she could be famous, I think, and then he says she's too good. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, so she apparently is famous, and uh, for good reasons. She's very very talented. You can tell. Um, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Red Eyes and Tears. Uh, the the YouTube video Soul Dracula. Yes, I was completely unaware of this thing. What the hell was that? Do either of you know anything about this thing? Uh, it was by Hot Blood. Hot Blood, yeah. No, yeah. all it says is from some uh, French TV show. Yeah. From the 70s, so... Yeah, I would like to know more about that. I'm sure it's out there on YouTube. <laughs> it's gotta be, especially after this movie. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I do want to you know, look deeper into Jarmusch's band, Squirrel, and see what they're all about. But uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of equipment shown in uh, Adam's studio that is clearly uh, something that, that uh, Jim Jarmusch has some sort of affinity for the weird old stuff you yeah. Know. yeah he's got he's got to have tube amps and yes analog stuff he did want to do this film on uh, this film on film he didn't want to do it digitally and it was just too cost prohibitive so they did shoot it digitally uh he had very careful lens choices yeah but aside from that low lighting yeah it looked good it really mm-hmm. did yeah i thought it looked beautiful and it had a really nice mood to it um but yeah the equipment he just had all kinds of violins and drums and amps and you know i'm sure they could slow it down too yeah 
because I mean I don't know that digital has to shoot like videos 30 frames a second right you could slow it down to like film to be 24 frames a second I don't know why they couldn't do that yeah I'm sure you have utter control over all that I mean there'd have to be but you could uh, even add a grain to the film if you really wanted yeah absolutely uh, fake film grains are pretty common thing digital yeah. rain is a thing too yeah. apparently um but yeah the this uh this whole thing was uh you know not the original vision but i but i think that you know given the compromises jarmish got something that he did really like and he gave us something that i'm glad i finally watched it yeah i thought it was pretty amazing so the the ending they go to tangiers <laughs> they get to go see william hurt what's his character's name john hurt or john hurt yeah william hurt same death Kit. right <laughs> christopher marlowe bill pullman <laughs> um, rob zombie <laughs> let's just spend the next 12 minutes naming off names and round out the show so did, did you call rob zombies in town this weekend uh, is he i know someone who knows him but i don't yeah, know he's him. doing a show tomorrow night yeah Wow, yeah. Rob Zombie. And I'm not in touch with the person who I know who knows him. Oh, man. Yeah. So anyway, they, they go to Tangier and there's Christopher Marlowe. Yeah, so he's dying because he's gotten contaminated blood. Mm. Yeah. Here's the last of the good stuff. And then when that's gone, they're desperate and they have to go feeding on zombies, real mm. people, and not getting the clean blood. So that seems like that's going to go a terrible direction, we'll have to assume, because I'm not sure what they mean by contaminated I don't think they expressly mean AIDS or uh, anything that we would consider deadly. It could just be, it's not, it's not healthy. It's not pure. But uh, we do finally see the closing scene as them moving in for that kill after the Yasmin show, and then we go to credits. So how did you how did you like that ending? I liked it. Well, they said they were going to change those people. Did they? Yeah, they said they were going to turn them. Oh, so they're going to build their vampire army. Well, I think they saw that as a better uh, a better outcome than outright killing people. Yeah. Well, yeah, Tangiers is full of vampires. You know. One thing I never could stand about Tangiers, all the, the damn, damn vampires. vampires. <laughs> Did you like that ending, damn Jillian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't expect a conclusive ending on the only other way is them being killed themselves yeah and i didn't want the to see the sun that. comes up or something yeah yeah they're hanging out in lawn chairs waiting for the sun to come up um i did like that when they would bliss out after drinking blood they mm. would their head would kind of fall back and their mouth would open and then you'd see the fangs right yeah that's the only fangs you really saw yeah just when they were getting that initial rush yeah but yeah it was cool at the ending i liked it i forgot that they said turning them was going to be the thing <laughs> But I do remember... Or at the very least, they discussed it. I don't know that they came to any real conclusion, but... Yeah, because, you know, Tangiers is... It's a harder place to find an acid bath to just chuck somebody into. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think the whole... Uh, like the way they're treated as, as, as being such aesthetes that, uh, you know, whenever they go to a new place, they, the first thing they do is check out how they're going to get uncontaminated blood. Yeah. And... Uh, um, the movie ends before you see them getting ugly with the their addiction. Mm, so yeah. it kind of kind of spares 
seeing them as being less than beautiful. Right. We don't want to see them dope sick for like the last third of the movie or something. Mm. Cause that's never pretty. If you've ever seen someone who's in that state, it's pretty awful. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you guys about with that. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was about the uh, about the blood drinking. Oh, I like uh, the scenes where he goes to see uh, uh, Jeffrey Rush as the doctor. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he he dresses up as a doctor and he's got his like vintage stethoscope and yeah, <laughs> he uh, goes Jeff- and he's got a badge saying like Doctor Caligari Faust. or Doctor Faust. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Jeffrey the guy, Wright. The guy uh, who played sorry. Basquiat. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. Yeah, which is great. I'm He's... getting names so bad today. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I, I had William Hurt and John Hurt mixed up. So. <laughs> we got Basquiat and the guy from, uh, what was that called, Shine? Where he was the piano yeah. player. <laughs> but yeah, that that was great. I, it was funny that they, they did the little name game and that the... Uh, about the stethoscope and yeah. I, the first thing i spotted was the doctor bag it's like dude that's from like the 1800s or something. <laughs> yeah 1920s at the most recent it's like you don't exactly look like a doctor <laughs> yes yeah, like the last time he saw a doctor that's what they looked like so yeah right but that was pretty cool though the stacks of cash just sort of make straight paths for you it seems like oh, this guy in the lab. It's like yeah. and Jeffrey Wright does that thing where he like opens his pocket with one hand and flips the cash and yeah, that yeah. was a catch in his yeah. pocket. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I wonder if that was ad libbed. I think it must have been. Yeah, he's like, hey, you know what I can do? I can flip a stack of cash into my pocket, which in the world of movies these days, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do. So overall, um, horror fans, do you think? The Gorehounds aren't going to love this. No, obviously. No. Not that I care I, so I much. I like uh, I like gory movies. So you know, if you can take that and something else, then yeah. If you like Byzantium, mm-hmm. yeah, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, like the the vampire stories definitely uh, can be told a lot of different ways. They can be told with no blood at all, and that's cool too. Except Twilight, that's not cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so curious about seeing them now. The more people put them down, it's like, how bad could they be? Um, <laughs> uh, God. they're not terrible. Well, but they're, they're well, very they're, they're well made in a sense, but not. They're not horror movies. There's nothing really there that you're missing. All right, no. it was fairly mediocre. I watched the first one. I don't know that I've seen any of the others, but mm. I watched the first one, and it was just kind of like watching a cw pilot or something right. it was just kind of generic teen romance with a gloss of vampire werewolf on top you know? it was the oc with vampires and werewolves yeah but not, not the oc had at least some clever writing <laughs> there in the beginning uh it went off the rails pretty quickly but it, it was an entertaining enough first season i mean or whatever those kind of soap opery shows are there you know was one of the better ones but uh yeah yeah it was basically just really generic uh teen romance yep with some lame vampires and werewolves <laughs> right. in the third or fifth movie or whatever they dragged it out to um 
they're going to have a vampire baby. Yeah. And uh, they name it fucking Renezme. So whenever there's somebody who's the right age to have, you know, been into the Twilight movies oh. and they have a child, I always say, how is little Renezme <laughs> to see if they get my joke? And uh, I usually get a laugh out of him. But, uh, Renezme. <laughs> Renezme. What the fuck? And you know that there's some dumbasses out there that reproduced and named their kid that. So, yeah. So, Will, do you recommend this to horror fans? Yes. Okay. Do you think non-horror fans could enjoy this? Uh, yes. Because lack of gore and just... I recommend it to, to, to both those groups. Cool. Jolien, same? For yeah. everybody else, I recommend another wolf cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't like horror, we think you should watch another wolf cop. <laughs> if you don't like yourself. Yeah. Yes. I'm many... mad that I spent money on it. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. If you hate time and money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get yeah. rid of both at the same time. Yeah. In self-respect. Eugenia <laughs> got home and she's like, what is this? You spent $4 on another wolf cop? I was like, I fell asleep. She's like, well, we have it another 22 hours. You can finish it. I was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry about the $4. but <laughs> Should we do a Kickstarter to get your 4 bucks back? Oh, man, yes, please. <laughs> it might be good publicity for another wolf cop. Another wolf cop. Yeah. Well, um... That would be uh, it for the discussion of that. Uh, and then next week, I'm going to be at Horror Hound Indianapolis. I will Whore do my Horror Hound. Horror Hound. The I'm old gonna, candy. I'm going to do my best to get us a celebrity interview. You'll know if that happens by the fact that it drops or it doesn't. Yeah. All right. And I'll be at Fort Collins. And you will. Okay. Um, you want to try to get a celebrity interview too? Yeah. <laughs> we can, we, you we, can transcribe we, it. We'll we, just put it in our newsletter we'll just re we'll just reenact it reenact yeah. <laughs> zach's gonna be there i could talk to him yeah, yeah there you he's go he's a celeb yeah he's uh he he worked on this uh comic series called wild blue yonder uh-huh and yeah. uh yeah so the the uh, interactive video game of that has been announced now oh so wow it's got, uh jared butler voicing the hero in all right yeah so gerard butler who was in dracula 2000 was he 300 3000 dracula 300 <laughs> dracula is that when the spartans went up against dracula yeah <laughs> yeah it's a story that must be told my history is pretty shaky but yeah. i don't think dracula versus the spartans ever happened of course that would make a great movie wouldn't it yeah Dracula versus the Spartans. Yeah, I'm reading this history of London. It's so Monty Python, you know, just like how <laughs> absurd and muddy and violent it was. Oh yeah, uh, it's just like it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, this local woman was uh, she was like abused by her husband, and that so that her friends got together, and there's like this this medieval crime report. They 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 chase this guy down in the street, and he was he was killed with. Uh, copious amounts of dung oh man what a wow. shitty way to go <laughs> didn't that happen to biff in one of the back to the future movies that happened in all the back to the future movies. that's right there was manure in every one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> except for i don't think it kills biff no yeah he just <clears throat> he just but goes. why would you hire a handyman that tried to rape your wife 
Um, that's a great question. You know, he may be good at waxing vehicles, but, you know, he's rapey and all, so no. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's some bullshit right there. I'm not going to suspend my disbelief. Time-traveling DeLorean? Sure. Yeah, Hiring that guy? Space no. wizards. Talking <laughs> monkeys in the future. I can handle. Yep. Hiring Biff. Hiring Biff. Nope. <laughs> uh, of course, we did end up with him as president, so, pss, you know, anything could happen. Who would have believed that would happen in real life? Nobody. Of all the crap that happened in those movies, who would have thought that Biff would be elected president? Well, it happened. Wow. Yeah. So we, at this point, don't know what movie we're going to do next time we all get together and talk. But it no. won't be another Wolf Cop. No. <laughs> Although we may or talk about... Or The Mansion. <laughs> the Mansion. Um, but we'll come up with something, and uh, if in the meantime... I can schmooze us a celebrity interview. You know damn well I'll do it. All right. Without shame. Yeah. So with that, uh, we'll call it a show. And uh, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors.